You guys, today we have a very, very special guest. I am so excited. I have manifested this guest since I was in high school, literally. When I read her book, Confessions of a Video Vixen and The Vixen Diaries, I have been waiting for this moment basically my whole life. This episode does not disappoint. She's a really special woman, really special guest. Enjoy the gems that Elizabeth is dropping. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, baby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm chilling. Chilling like a villain? Chilling like a villain. I'm happy. How are you? I'm healthy. I'm hydrated. My hair is popping today, y'all. If y'all are looking at us on YouTube, if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should just so you could see this afro that's popping tin today. You know we have a good hair day? It's today. I know this is an audio space, but yeah, we're fine. So hop into <laughs> YouTube. It's worth it. And Erica's, my titties are always out and Erica's are bigger and more voluptuous. I mean, I know you love our sexy voices, but we have sexy faces. We have too. sexy faces too. And you know, we put on a fucking high end production. This ain't no like janky ass shit. We have like a full on TV show on you, YouTube. Pull you guys. So check it out. And it's free. I don't know why you wouldn't come see us. Yeah. Um, anyway, we have a very special guest today. I'm actually fangirling a bit. Like, my high school self is fucking freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, without further ado, we have New York best time-selling author, mother, podcaster, all-around bad boss bitch, Elizabeth. <laughs> Hi. 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 Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy we got you here. Honestly, our manifestation game is on high alert. And you know, when you mentioned that you didn't have social for a minute, I was like, I know she didn't because I looked. I was, <laughs> I, I was like, I looked for you and I could not find you. And I was like, where the fuck is she at? And then you popped up and I was like, yes, God. Yeah. I literally had to call my like my high school best friend. There's only black, two black students in my high school. So all we did was read black books. And I was like, girl, you will not believe who's coming on the show. I was like, I had to call you because I knew you would care because we, we read this all these books beginning to end and I'm honored to have you here. Uh, thank you. Honestly, really and truly. I know, I'm honored too. I have like, I have a lot of questions. I'm inspired by you. You're such a trailblazer in so many different ways. I, I mean, oh my I, God. you are, you are. Like absolutely the trailblazer for women. <laughs> oh my God, that's a lot. And I, I, I got to take it in. I got to take, take it in. It in. I got to take it in. Thank you. I really feel like, so me and Erica, we manifest a lot. Like we have an entity. That's what we call our business. Like a higher power. Everything we ask for, we get. It's just divine because we're women and we put our powers together. And I, like I said, I looked for you and I was like, huh, I wonder what she's doing. Where is she at? But we are actually turning in our final manuscript for our book, um, in a couple of weeks. Oh my God. So I feel like God was like, you can have her now. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah. So I feel like this is That's like the divine timing. That was like, that was also my high school dream to be like an author and a writer. And I like, I related to your voice so much, even in the 11th grade. Um, <laughs> oh wow. I, Cause I was, yeah, I was lit even then. Mm -hmm. Wait, can we tell the people what the book, like people are like, what book is it? Oh, uh, Confessions with, of a Video Vixen. Oh yeah. That's the first book. Yeah. yeah Girl, that, that shit. Where, I can't, where's my book at? What the fuck? I'm pissed. I mean, yeah. And I think for us, our book is very transparent 
moment and we're talking about people too and yeah. you know our experiences mm-hmm. and it's fucking scary and triggering and it's been really difficult to write the book because we had to kind of like go back and like rehash it and yeah. like kind of decide is that important is that helpful should i keep that out because i'm protecting him or fuck that nigga <laughs> right i think it's important to um to understand that women are the storytellers and if we don't tell stories it'll be as if this entire moment didn't exist as if this entire generation didn't exist and it's been that way for eons it's the mothers braiding your hair telling you about your crazy uncle it's all you know it's it's these things that we pass down to our children to our nieces our nephews to our girlfriends and you have to tell your story the thing about telling stories is that you can't tell your story without including and I always tell people, like, if you want to be represented wonderfully in a story, then you should have acted that way. <laughs> I'm only reporting the facts. Girl, you I'm know not what? That's you. what? That's what I'm about to say. The facts are the motherfucking facts. I can't keep the facts away. I can't keep the facts away. Facts machine. And there's no way to get around how things really happened. You know? So congratulations to you guys. Thank you. And writing is also a form of catharsis. And studies have proven that if you write for at least 20 minutes a day, you can actually heal, not just yourself psychologically, but also physically. Mm. And, and yeah, cause, because a lot of our pain is manifested through our psychological trauma. And so studies do show that just in writing your own story, what hurts you, what has happened, digging into the trenches and getting that stuff out that's uncomfortable, that you actually heal yourself in doing so. I receive that. I feel that. I receive that too. I think also... For us, I know, obviously, writing is a new kind of medium for us, but talking has been so healing. You know, like the saying the thing out loud, having a podcast and being able to do a lot of healing on the mic and just saying things that, like, I've I've been scared to say or that I've only said in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that there's so many mediums that people just don't take advantage of that are literally just part of our bodies, our fingers. We can write. Our voices we can use. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we're scared. And you are not, my love. You are a bold bitch. <laughs> you ain't never been scared. <laughs> I, um, I don't know what that is. I feel like even though my family fucked up a lot of things in raising me and the other kids that, you know, my, my cousins and things, there are certain things I learned from the women in my family. It's mostly women. I grew up in a house with 10 people and only two of them were men, my two uncles. So it's cousins, sisters, my mother, my aunties. We all lived in the same house. My grandmother is my grandmother's house. She's still in that house to this day. I just remember fearless women who didn't give a shit about anything. And sometimes that's bad. And sometimes it's really, really, really good. Mm. And then my dad, I'm an island girl. So then there's that whole island Caribbean kind of like thing where we just don't give a shit about nothing. I don't know what that is about us. It's just growing up on an island just makes you be like, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> We're on an island. Like, we can't even get off this bitch. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Everything's fine. Like, just say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It's whatever. And the women there, we were open sexually. I remember it was nothing to see a woman, you know, topless on the beach. It was nothing to see a woman in a sarong only and flip-flops walk into the store, the breeze blowing open her sarong and nobody giving a shit. It was nothing to just see women being in their sexual power, being naked, being, and then fearless and throwing men out the house. And like, we don't give up. Like, it was just a fiery, I just remember a lot of fire in the women that I saw growing up. Mm. And, and I remember just being on that island, watching 
TV because we were on an island. (laughs) (laughs) And there wasn't like a whole lot of other shit to do. What island you grew up on? St. Thomas. Okay. Mm, So TV became the way I saw the rest of the world. And I remember specifically Madonna. And I was little. I must have been six, seven years old in the early 80s. And thinking to myself, I remember thinking this. I want to be like this woman. I wanted to be her as a little girl because she was pissing people. She was pissing off my grandmother. She was burning crosses. My grandmother's a devout Catholic. And this woman burnt crosses. And my grandmother was like, turn that shit off. And I was just like, sure. And then I'm going to watch it later when you go to sleep. Because I wanted to be that woman. And those role models at like the 80s were a powerful time to grow up. Women were using their voices in, in a lot of different ways. And that were just powerful. And then the last thing that I remember that I think really shaped me and my voice is my mother used to work at a a clothing store and I would walk down there after school every day and then stay in the back room for the next few hours until she got off. And one day her boss, who was a Middle Eastern man, was yelling at her and she was yelling back and he didn't like that. So he slapped her. (gasps) Oh, shit. And she, before his hand even left her face, she had slapped his ass back and she slapped him so fucking hard. He lost his balance. A little bit of blood came out of his mouth. And I was in the back like, yes, bitch. I didn't even like my mom. But I was like, yo, I want to be up. the woman who slaps back. Mm. I want to be the woman who slaps the shit out of a man in return to wherever the fuck the disrespect is. And I grew up to be kind of pieces of all these women that I saw. Those fiery slap back women. And so it's not that I've, I haven't been afraid. I'm afraid often, but I just do it scared. Yeah. Because the question is, what's the alternative? Not doing it at all? Being walked over the rest of your life? Yep. Regretting? Ugh. Not slapping re- that nigga re- back? Reliving right. it? Like, <laughs> right. Yep. right. So the way I slap back is by writing it all down. Mm. Because the one thing I realize is that people fear the truth more than they fear lies. Mm. And most people would rather hear a man lie than a woman tell the truth. Mm. And so I, I know that if I just tell the truth, the truth is what people hide from you. So if I know the truth, the best way for me to get you back is to just tell the truth. Just the truth. Just the truth. Mm. Not a lie. I don't have to be mean about it. I just have to tell A, B, C, D, and this is how it happened. And I was there and I saw it and this is how it affected me. And so many people are hiding from their own truths. And it upsets them when you write down your own. It's triggering. Yeah, to them. Mm-hmm. Money making for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, I think when I read that book in high school, one of my homegirls grew, like, I've known for a long time, was like, you know what? I really commend you. You've always lived authentically yourself. And I was just like, I can't say what that is. Like, I've been very much, I don't give a fuck. This is it. You know, my mom wasn't really like that. And I felt like she was kind of, week for that so I always honored the the fuck it you know because I didn't know what was on the other side and I think when I read that book in high school and you know I was like oh this is a woman like that I can relate to I can identify with I could like I read this story and I understood and I felt the truth you know Mm -hmm. and it's so crazy like we're talking about how therapeutic speaking is and writing is but like it's such a beautiful like culmination of 
that seed that I was planted just reading your book, you know, and I continued to be whoever the fuck I was going to be, whether it be wrong and different, crazy, wild, whatever the people wanted to say, you know, until, you know, this very moment, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and now truth, the truth, like planting seeds of truth as women is so motherfucking powerful. And like, I always say this, like, as we speak on this, we record and we put it out there, 200 episodes, hundreds of hours of us talking truth. It's like we never we really can't understand the scope of how people receive that and right. what happens when you tell the truth, right. what happens when you told the truth and whatever that ignited in me. And now we're here and like whoever's going to hear this episode, whatever someone's been somewhere sitting in a lie for a long motherfucking time right. and they're going to hear this and they'll be like huh, something's going to switch. And like that fire that like is sparked just from women telling the truth is motherfucking powerful. And that's why we're in this age of like revolution for women, you know? And I think it's fucking powerful. And I think that like all of the forces of like mother earth are coinciding with that movement, you know, and rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, but you can't, fuck with the movement, you know, <laughs> like the goddesses are don't like ugly, you know, and as we wake up, as women are waking up, as we tell our truth and people are starting to receive it and leave bad relationships and say, fuck that nigga and, and care for themselves and like prioritize themselves just because they hear other women doing it and that it's possible, even when it is scary, bitch, get the fuck up out that place because there's nowhere to go there. You know, it may be scary, but at least it's better than not knowing what would happen if you stood in your truth and did what like honored yourself. So I just think, like, I'm so grateful to be a part of this revolution and to be sitting here with you and, like, just see it how it's, you know, manifested this way. I think also, like, the thing about the truth is that people always try to make you feel like you're tripping. Like, like you know? <laughs> that like, especially men. Yeah. Um, how have you navigated in that space? I mean, obviously, like, you've written books about your truth and I'm sure you've had a lot of backlash because of it and people trying to probably saying like that's not actually what happened or that's not my truth right you know like how do you navigate in those spaces and standing your truth in that way in those times everyone's allowed to write books like I'm not the only person that can do it right <laughs> like listen if this isn't your truth write a fucking book <laughs> write a fucking book I don't give a shit what you say what you do it doesn't matter to me the truth is always the truth right I think that, like I said earlier, people would rather hear men tell lies and women tell the truth. I've realized and I've seen it happen over the last almost 20 years of my career of men in particularly saying, well, a lot of things. People say a lot of things. And all of it is based on my sex and sexuality as if that negates the truth. Mm. Right. Fuck wherever I want, mm -hmm. whenever I want. Still the truth. Still the motherfucking truth, mm. right? And you talked about this revolution. Here's the thing. People always said to me, like, you were just before your time because 2005 I had police escorts to every signing. I had people threatened to kill me at signings. I had armed police guards traveling with me through the country. I was shamed and mocked and threatened for years. And I had a lot of the world beating me down on a regular basis. And they still, <laughs> <laughs> and they still couldn't kill me. And I thank my mother for that because my mother was the first person who called me a whore. You ask me how I'm able to stand in my truth. Something happens to a little girl when she is labeled a whore at seven, eight, just for hanging out with boys. I was a tomboy. 
So I don't know how to do makeup. And I'm like, how do I do my makeup? I just, I, I, I just gave Elizabeth a beauty blender tutorial in the bathroom. I, we should have Instagrammed it. Fuck. I know. I thought it was it. perfect. Your makeup looks beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for it. Because the blender made it great. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't want to. I have no idea how to do my makeup. I'm just learning how to do these things. I didn't have girlfriends growing up. I only had guy friends. My mother was the first person who degraded me. And so I was built in the degradation. So by the time the world degraded me, it didn't fucking matter. Mm. If your mother hates you, it doesn't matter if anybody else hates you. If you were kidnapped and raped at 13 and lost your sense of sexual power and the power of choice at 13, like that's what happened to me. It doesn't matter what people say about your sex anymore. None of that shit matters to the people who have been traumatized, abused, raped, abandoned, forgotten. And a lot of black women have by some of the people closest to them, by their uncles, by their father's friends, by the neighborhood boys. And we are told to be silent, to keep your business out of the street. How did I, how did I move forward with this? It's, I was born into it. I don't know anything different. It may have been more jarring to me if I had come from a different life and then came into my adulthood to find degradation waiting for me. But I was born into it. I was born into suffering and pain and all those things. So not that it didn't phase me because it did. It did chip away at me over time. But I've been being chipped away at since I was a little girl. It wasn't the world that made me hide. It was everything. It was for the years that I've been gone, the years that you were looking for me, you couldn't find me. It's because I had to heal. In order for me to heal, I had to get away from everything and everybody. I'm able to come back into this space now and talk about this revolution. And I wasn't before my time. You guys were late to the revolution. Mm. I've been here. Women before me have been here. Yeah. My mother's generation, the sexual revolution started happening in the late 60s, early 70s. I was born 78. My mother's, My mother was 10 when the revolution started. She was 18 when she had me. I was in my 20s when I joined. It's 20 years later. I'm in my 40s now. You guys are just coming on. Some of the people from back then are just coming on. People in their 40s are just coming on. Because when I came out, people were still protecting men. People were still protecting predatory men. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen so many women protect predatory men. It was embarrassing. It was shameful. I kept going and I was able to keep going because my mother slapped a man because my grandmother had seven kids by however many different men. and She was labeled a whore, but she raised all her grandkids and she put food on the table and she didn't give a fuck what nobody said about her. I kept going because I come from the kind of woman who doesn't give a shit from strong island stock, and we don't give a fuck what nobody say because we're on a fucking island and who gives a shit? (laughs) We're never getting off this bitch. I still have that mentality. I just want to say to you two, welcome. (laughs) Wow, I've never been so happy to be welcomed anywhere by anyone in my motherfucking life. Fucking welcome. I'm so happy this is videotaped. I need more fucking allies. Where the fuck were you bitches 15 years ago? I was out here by myself. I was listening. So you know it's springtime and I've been doing some spring cleaning and it's always a good time to refresh your sex drawer. I mean, 
I always have so many old vibrators and lubes that I forget about and I forget to repurchase. But now with Like a Kitten subscription box, I get all my new things every season without even having to think about it. Girl, last time I got handcuffs, robes, massage oils, every category you can think of, they have. Everything is within reach. And what's amazing is the box only costs $79. And some of the vibrators are loan retail for $79. So the entire box of six gifts is a steal. And right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash GMBC or enter GMBC at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash GMBC or use GMBC to get 15% off these incredible boxes right now. That's like a kitten slash GMBC. And the link is in this episode description. So, you know, as moms, we're so busy. We make sure our kids are fed. They're going to school. They're staying healthy, happy, safe. We do all this while working, earning a living and taking care of the home. And I'm fucking pooped. Like I have no time and space. It really gives me anxiety. And lately I've been taking Swiss Navy. Wow. It's a natural mood enhancer and it keeps the kitty wet, wet. Listen, sometimes getting in the mood for sex can feel like a chore, but with Swiss Navy Wow, it gets you in the mood. It gets that libido up. It's all natural. It has ingredients like ashwagandha, which is known to help the body manage stress. It also has mood and energy ingredients like cacao, which helps increase your serotonin level. And it contains Ayurvedic ingredients that increase vaginal lubrication for faster arousal and enhanced sensation. Listen, one in three women struggle with low libido. If you want to get your groove back and prioritize your pleasure, try out Swiss Navy Wow. Wow is available in Walmart stores nationwide and online, and you can get your own wow and support our show by going to wowforher.com and using promo code GMBC. Just go to wowforher.com slash GMBC. The link is also in the episode description. I was out here by my fucking self. And now everybody meet, and then Me Too happened. This is where the switch came that pissed me off because the white women in Hollywood got pissed off and then everybody else wanted to get pissed off because the white bitches said it was okay. Welcome and that's what happened when Hollywood complained. Then everyone's like, oh yeah, these guys are fucked up out here. Oh yeah, he did that too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I knew oh, that yeah. was crazy. Right, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, but the black bitches have been saying this for a while. The women, the brown, the black women, the everyone, we've all been saying this for a while and no one paid attention because nobody gives a shit about what we have to say. And then Hollywood was like, oh, yeah, but we've been hurt. Right. And it's like, oh, that matters. That matters. Mm-hmm. Everybody jumped on that bandwagon. So then here's what happened to me. That's when I got off social for the last time because or the last time I got off social because then I started getting all these messages like, you know, she was right. And it had been years, years had passed. And I felt like, so now that you have permission from the crying white actresses, from the rich women, from the privileged women, from Hollywood, where we all live, we're here, we see it. Now they have permission from these people. Now it's like, oh, the black women may not have been lying this whole time. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. 
I got the fuck off social. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck all of you. I've been saying this shit for years and nobody listened to me. And that's when I just had to go away because I felt more disrespected by the latecomers like because bitch. it was bullshit. And what an ironic place to be to receive so much backlash for telling your truth and also so many accolades. Like, you were wildly successful. Like, no one's ever going to forget those series. Like, your books. I certainly won't. But, like, how, what a strange place to be receiving such, like, high levels of, like, a New York Times bestselling fucking book. And then also I, people I have three coming. Of them. I have three of three, them. Three. I'm sorry. One, sure. two, three. three. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I've sold millions of books in several different languages in every different format. Like, I've done it. You've done the things, you yeah. know? I still get checks. Eight. Every six months. Oh, that's so good to know. In perpetuity for us in my life. Confession still pays bills. Amen. All the books pay bills. But that one is the oldest one and still pays bills. I'm going to have to reorder that because I don't know where my went and I'm pissed. <laughs> I need to read Should have told it. me I would have brought you one. Oh, my God. I should. I'm, Actually, I'll get you one. Don't oh, worry please, about it. I have them at please home. Please sign it. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay. Me too, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> I'm putting this shit in my living room. Like, I got don't y'all. Don't touch this. This isn't a glass box. Yes, put it in a glass box, bitch. I got I y'all. Mugs and books. Don't yes. ever forget it. <laughs> Look at our mugs, you guys. Elizabeth brought us each mugs, and we have two to give away to two besties. So if you're listening to this episode, check into our social. We're going to be doing a giveaway because everyone's gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. Hey, gorgeous. <laughs> Elizabeth comes bearing gifts because she's a kind woman. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me in. I'm very, I'm honored. I guess we are newcomers in many ways. You know, on our show, we usually ask our guests to share an affirmation, and I just have a feeling that yours is about to just be... The one we need. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many of these. So from 2013 to 2020, when the pandemic hit, I ran a membership-only self-development website called The Gorgeous Girls Guide, which is why the cups say hello, gorgeous. Okay. So The Gorgeous Girls Guide, in that role, I mentored 171,000 women over the years that we were around. You were asking what I was doing. This is what I was doing. No one was paying attention because it wasn't sexy enough. There were no, there was no sex involved, so no one cared. But the women that came, you know, my tribe cared. Right. And during that time, I came up with a number of mantras to help my students and my mentees. You know, we had courses and all these things. The girls still wanted to come back. I'm still considering it, but it was a lot of work and it was a lot. But one of my favorites that the women still remind me of is so simple. And, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> but the one that I remind myself of, all the time is very simple. It's just three words. And then what? And then then what? what? And since this is good mom's bad choices, I think this is probably most apropos because being a good mom who has made some really bad choices, (laughs) I realized, and I must've been 35 when I realized it, which is insane to be that old and just now realizing that I wasn't asking myself this one question. And I was just making decisions, business decisions, personal decisions, just decisions without thinking about next steps and next steps and next steps. I'm going to do this and then what's going to happen? I'm going to say this and then what's going to happen? I'm going to make this decision and then what's going to happen to me, to the people involved? What's going to happen? And some of that is going to be really good. Some of it's not going to be good. You got to go down both those rabbit holes and then make your decision based on that. When I started asking myself and then what? I started making better decisions. I started being a good mom who made better choices because I was asking myself, okay, so if you sign this deal, then what's going to happen? If you 
continue on with this situation, then what's going to happen? You have to think about all the things, all the scenarios. You know how people are. You've been on this earth long enough to understand that psychologically people only have three or four different personalities. Things can only go a couple of ways. The brain is infinite, yes, but also it's also finite in a way, and that's why it can be studied because the brain doesn't vary a whole lot, which is why psychology can be studied. <laughs> the only things that can't be studied are the things that are really truly infinite, things that have no pattern, right? The brain isn't one of those things. Brains have patterns, which is why they can be studied, which is why we have psychologists and they can figure things out because the brain works a certain way. Some of us use it differently, but that's already been figured out, right? So because I understand now that the brain is, people only work a certain number of ways, then I can figure out how you're going to react to something that I'm going to say. So I'm going to say, okay, well, if I say this to, if I say this to her, if I say, if I sit down with these girls and I say this, they're probably going to say this. And then what's going to happen after that? Or they might say this, and then what's going to happen after that? I started thinking about this through every facet of my life. It changed the way I saw myself in situations, and it changed the way I made decisions. So it has become kind of a daily mantra for me before I pull triggers, because I love pulling triggers. So you used to be more impulsive then? Super impulsive. (laughs) Do you think had you had that epiphany earlier, like it would have changed the trajectory of your life in ways? Or do you think like it happened right at the right time? I think it would have changed. I think it's both. I think it would have changed the trajectory of my life. So I'm glad I didn't figure this out until I was older. I don't think that I would have had as much fun or had as much success had I figured it out earlier. If I was so concerned about what was going to happen next, I may not have done certain things. And even though I made decisions that were questionable, they led me to where I am now. So I'm grateful for those. Um, because, they, because inside of all the mess is the message, mm. you know what I mean? And so like, you gotta, you gotta get into the mess. Sometimes you gotta sit neck deep in shit sometimes to figure it out. And because I'm able to, because I did those things, I'm able to mentor and to help other women change their lives and to, to speak the way that I speak now, because I went through all that shit. So you can't, there's nothing anyone can say to me now to make me feel bad about the shit that I did before. Because I didn't do that shit, I wouldn't be able to tell you this shit, and I wouldn't be able to save your fucking life. I wouldn't be able to change your trajectory by telling you what I learned back then. It's like being in a fucking time machine. I can go back 20 years and say, you know what, I did that. Hold up. I did that shit. Don't Let me save you. Save you some time. Make another bad decision, but don't make this one. Because I made it, and I'm telling you right now, this is not the decision. So, and then what really helped me in my mid-30s now into my 40s uh, make better decisions. I don't always make great decisions, I but mean, at least I think about it first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, you consciously make the bad choice. Yes, 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 yes. Well, yeah. well, I know to, I'm doing some fuck shit well, right now. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. <laughs> I got to do a little fuck shit this week a just little, to balance it out. A little bit of fuck shit. A little, a little bit, bit of fuck, fuck shit. shit. I did a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> always got to sprinkle a little fuck shit in there. Else, where's the fun? You got to keep it you gotta do a little Right. Yeah, right. Okay. What would life be if we just did good shit all the time? Right. Well, that's the whole existence of good mom's bad choices. It's like sometimes a bad choice is not bad. It's actually the bad choices lead to really good stories. So, Uh oh, oh no, don't look at me. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) The segue was cold. Okay. Let's no, go. No, I was. Just, I mean, I, there was no segue. I mean, unless you got something to share. I mean, you, I'm sure you got a lot to share. But I mean, I do though. I really do. <laughs> I have so much to fucking share. But I'll keep it to myself. Are okay. you like? I'm like one of those people. I did some fuck shit last night, and um, <laughs> I knew I was. Congratulations, girl, girl. I'm a, I, girl. 
And I was like, why can't I say no? I was with Ashley. She's like, you know, you don't have to do this. I was like, I know, but if I don't go, I'll never know. (laughs) She was like, are you sure? I was like, I got to And I was like driving, like, I don't need to go do this. Nope, gotta see though, gotta go do, <laughs> must go do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. literally, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like, why is my curiosity so crazy that I can't pass up like a weird opportunity? It's not even an opportunity. <laughs> you don't want to tell us what it was? I absolutely am not telling. Are you sure? Bitch. <laughs> did it involve a dick? Oh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch, did really? it? Girl, girl, girl. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so I feel like now you have to say something? I don't know if I could tell anybody. We have Elizabeth here. You're not going to share? Girl, this is, you know, <sighs> I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> what a letdown this I know. I, I, I'm going to have to tell you guys off, <laughs> off camera. I don't even know. I'm going to have to spill this tea later because <laughs> this is some shit that I was like, did I have to do that? Should I tell? That's, not, that's your did business. Did you learn something? <laughs> I learned that I don't need to do that again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? I, I really just wanted to go see what was going on over there. And then I was like, okay, okay, well, got it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so you learned what not to do, which is also a lesson. Well, I mean, I just had to go, like, see what was going on over there to know, like, I don't need to do this again. I'm good. Okay, good. That's important. I like to do shit just to do it. And then I'm like, okay, I did it. I can tell my two friends. Check it off the bucket list. Oh, yeah, check it off. I did it. Yeah, I'll, I've done some shit. And I'm like, okay, check. I'm not mad at that. You have to figure out where your boundaries are. And in order for you to figure out where your boundaries are, you've got to push against them, right? And then you're like, oh, ooh. Yeah. Like, you know, you know how many drinks you can have because you've one time had too many. You're like, okay, right. 17 is too many. So I need to, like, <laughs> stop it at, like, three. You right. know what I mean? Because you push the boundary. Well, I'm a boundary motherfucking pusher. Okay. Well, it's just called discovery. It's discovery. It's a discovery phase. I'm a, I'm a, I'll be discovering my whole life. I yeah. will. I don't mind being a discovery bitch. Like, I'm, huh, that's new, huh? I'll try. Okay, well, we'll I see ho- what happens. I hope we get sponsored by the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. The discovery but bitch. Discovery bitch. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm the Discovery bitch. Disco- <laughs> discovery Channel still You need existence. something uncovered. Yes. Jamila's your bitch. <laughs> I'm fresh on the scene, and it is lit. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I have to tell. <laughs> I feel like you have wait. to. Was it a big dick? <sighs> was, okay. it, was it lucky? I can't wait Was it crooked? Oh God! Okay, we can't. This is not going to be a clip. Okay, was it stinky? So, David, this is not a clip. (laughs) Okay, so I have a fuck buddy. (laughs) Oh my God, it's not that big of a deal. Let me relax. Okay, so I have a fuck buddy who is really fucking fine, and I only see him at night. He's literally a fuck buddy. We like kind of shoot the shit, but mostly we fuck. You know? Wow. It's just fucking, and it's great. It's great fucking. So interesting because you know you think you have to have a connection with people and like not really (laughs) no you don't you know when you're a grown-ass woman and you just actively decide that you're gonna fuck somebody and it's like it's an exchange sometimes it's fine to just do that so this has been my fuck buddy for like the last six months five months and i picked him up from a friend it was like her fuck friend and then she just like passed him over and you know i get to see him when i'm yeah when i'm in town whatever when i have time and i have the energy so he's trans amorous. He likes trans women. Okay. 
So he's like, and you know, I really, I kind of had a hint, but like, I respected that he told me, you know, I don't like a lying ass anybody. Like, I like people who come as they are. And that actually makes me drawn to people like, huh, a lot of niggas wouldn't admit this, but you are being honest about who you are. So I'm like intrigued and actually more attracted to you. So he's discussed that, like, he's discussed this with me, you know, before and we've discussed it. And like last night he was like, well, first of all, I've been trying to curate a male, male, female for Mother's Day. I'm trying to gift myself. So I tried to curate that last night, but like just some some wires got crossed. So one of the niggas didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> so this nigga is like, oh, I want. He's like, I want you to meet that girl I was talking about. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was like about to go home, but I was like, I need to see what they're doing over there. And I'm did you know yeah. before that the girl was trans? Yes. Okay. Got okay. It. I, I knew she was trans. And I went. And I'm not, like, that's not my porn category of choice. I'm going to keep it. 100. Really? I love that porn category. Really? I do. I don't. Because, like, sometimes it confuses my brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, intrigued by it. But I don't know if I'm turned on. Even though I'm turned on by most things. Anyway, he told me. So, you know, a bitch had to go see for herself. I needed to go see. And, of course, they were mine. Like, what if she's mean to me? You know, but that's, like, in any threesome situation, bitches could be weird. But I said, you know what? I got to get over here and see this shit in person. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I was like, I'm invited. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> On the way. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, okay. So I went to I went to my crib. I grabbed, gathered a few things. Supplies. Supplies. We'll get into that later. Put a pin in that. Okay. The supply list of a threesome. Okay. So I picked up a few supplies and then I went over there. And when I got there, I was the first one there, which I was, I was like, okay, whatever. So we started like to fuck around and then she knocked on the door and I could tell by his reaction that maybe we weren't supposed to fuck around already. So I was like, let me put my skirt back on. <laughs> so I was like shuffled a little bit. So then she comes in and she was cool and shit. And I was just like, I'm a very like chill bitch. Like I'm the neutralizer of any threesome, honestly. That's why people always like come for me, but I'm putting down boundaries because I'm, pretty- <laughs> I'm like, boundaries? a lot of threesomes about to hit your DMs. Right so now. many threesomes. Right now. Don't hit my three. Don't. Unless you're fine. Like, please. Just Unless you're fine. Oh my fine. God. Okay, Don't whatever. even say that. Just okay. block your DMs right now. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. I am the threesome the neutralizer. So I was like, hey girl. She's a discovery bitch and <laughs> the threesome neutralizer. This is wow. exhausting already. Go ahead. And wow. the facts of the podcast. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so she gets there and she's like talking a lot. <laughs> I love it here. So I'm like, okay, okay, girl. So then she's continue- <laughs> I hate me sometimes. <laughs> I was like, I'm telling nobody. She gets here the next day. Let me tell you. <laughs> so then she comes and so y'all are going to have to go to Patreon to hear the rest of the story because y'all aren't going to be all in my business for the free. So go to patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices and pick the pasture bedtime tier. Trust me, this story is a pasture bedtime story. Don't forget to check out part two of this episode because it keeps getting better and better and better. Bye.